2: Welcome into the extra yard here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Alex Dono, alongside former Miami Dolphin, who's in the holiday spirit. I love the Christmas trees. Uh, Troy Stratford,
0: how you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I'm in the spirit. Actually, have a few lights up outside. Nothing nothing crazy, you know. Nothing like that. Just to let people know. All right, I'm in the Christmas spirit. That's it. Nothing no, no, nothing too
2: crazy. Um. I wanted to, since you're clearly in the holiday spirit already, I'm getting there. I, w- I want to bring up a good piece of news that came out of yesterday's loss, Troy. And kudos to uh, to TD Finns Talk for bringing this up on his Twitter account. Tua Viloa is still undefeated in games he started and finished this year. Because he didn't take the last snap of that game. Skylar Thompson <laughs> finished that game. So,
3: he's still perfect. Tua is still so that- perfect. Eight of that 0 should, in
0: games he started. That's good news. That's that good, news.
3: good news. All right. All right. I could I can
0: roll with that. Technically, it is correct, right?
2: If I'm Mike McDaniel, if there's ever a game where we're down by more than one score with one drive remaining, I'm taking two out. I want to preserve that perfect 8 and 0
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything to them, but I'll roll <laughs> with you. I'll roll with you. It's a nice stat, you know. Two weeks from now, three weeks from now, four years from now, and you go, you know, Tua was damn good when he started the game and he finished the game. So I, I could get it, I see it.
2: Yeah, and and the reason why Tua didn't finish the game was uh, what they referred to as an ankle injury. You know, he he downplayed it after the game. The Dolphins seemed to downplay it, and it, it's been reported that you know if he had needed to come back in the game. He could have come back in the game. Right. So I, I don't right. think this this is going to be any big obstacle for him uh, moving forward. I don't expect him to be in jeopardy before the Los Angeles Chargers game this week. Uh, we can talk about Tua's performance yesterday. And I want to remind people of something. And it doesn't matter if you're a Tua near or Tua hater or Tua non. Like, we don't need to act like every game is Tua's defining performance, right? Like, when he has a really good game, we don't need to pretend he's Dan Marino 2.0. When he has a really bad game, we don't need to say, this guy sucks, we've got to move on. Like, (laughs) let's at least let the entire season breathe, Troy, because I see, you know, folks that, and and Tua, I I thought he played pretty poorly yesterday, and I don't think there's a whole lot of dispute that can come from that. Uh, And then I see the Tua haters are like, look at that. Toughest game of the year, and he sucked. uh, He wilted. And then I see on the other side of it all the coping being done by like the Tua, you know, the over the top Tua guys who are like, Tom Brady's had a bad game in his life. Aaron Rodgers has had bad games. Marino had bad games. Joe Montana had bad games. It's like everyone.
0: Right. Everyone has bad games. And I got to go back to last week, too. I thought he was off a little bit last week. This week, he definitely missed some throws to uh, cause the INT. So he has to get his act together. But you are right. He's one of the only quarterbacks in the National Football League who is on one extreme side or the other extreme side. Either, either love him to death or you hate him to death. It's just that simple. Uh, I don't think it's that complicated. I think the things that he missed on last week and the week before, those are just touch things that he has to get right and I think he'll be all right with it. So um You sound like you're underwater, Donald. Is that my stuff really? or yours?
2: I don't know. So someone would have to tell me. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let, let me see what my uh how do
0: I sound to you?
2: You sound you sound okay to me. I think okay. I'm on the uh, – I, th- I think I'm a proper microphone feed. I don't know. If, if anybody who's uh, who's watching this, uh, like I see Devin Jordan in the chat. Devin, if I sound like I'm underwater, let me know if that's me or what Troy's hearing. He says, what's up? Yeah. Dono and Troy, tough loss yesterday. Tua had a bad game. We still had a chance to win it in the end. That fourth and one play to Gasicki hurt the most. All right, Tony two times yeah. says – That was a big play right there. That You the sound like <laughs> – Water. <laughs> it was the call. like, incomplete at that point. Did my really needed that at that point? In the game. Troy, you sound like you're underwater now. This is—I I don't know. Does I anybody else? I'm underwater. Yeah, you sound—you sound like one of those. Like you're ratting out the mafia. Like you're—you're you're, you're in trial right now, and they got you in the <laughs> voice modulator. Like you're.
0: It plugs out and just use the. I, want to that I don't want to lose contact with
2: you. Stay with me. So funny. Sounds like he's in witness protection. <laughs> yeah, Tony, two times. That's... Troy sounds like he's making a ransom call. <laughs> Troy has fluid in his lungs. <laughs> you guys are too funny, man. Oh. Now 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 I think Troy's muted. Hold on. I can uh Oh, you, you your your mic isn't connected now. <laughs> this is fan. Now I can't hear you at all. <laughs> yeah, I just clicked like I, I tried to turn on your microphone from my end and it says uh, can't unmute your guests. Their mic isn't connected. So we got to figure out how to connect that mic.
0: <laughs> yeah, look,
2: now Andy sound better, I think.
0: You sound better as well.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Um, You know, and it's fair when we're talking about uh, Tua being off yesterday, um, just off form, a lot of a lot of overthrows. I think touch is the right word that you brought up, Troy. Tua lacked his his touch yesterday. Um, Now you're going up against statistically among the very best defenses in the NFL with an awesome front seven and pass rush, knowing you have a patchwork offensive line, including, you know, two starting tackles, uh, you know, being. Being out, and and we're going to talk about uh, who the Dolphins signed today and who the Dolphins put on injured reserve. But let's talk a little bit about the offense first. Uh, Tua looked a little bit amped to me, and maybe he was kind of hearing, feeling those footsteps. And then the other thing about the offensive line, Troy, I think where we really saw like how much Teron Armstead and and Austin Jackson were missed in that game was. Dolphins couldn't get any sort of a running game going whatsoever. And and, no. and and that's why they got slaughtered in time of possession, about 40 minutes for San Francisco, only 20 minutes for Miami. So they only attempted eight runs in that game.
0: San Francisco is a very physical team yesterday. On the defensive side, offensively, you, you cannot say enough about the job that their young quarterback playing in his first game how he went out there and executed and act like the stage was not too big for him. And so he did a very good job. But when it comes to their defense, it's not necessarily like I was sitting there saying that the Miami Dolphins' offensive line is struggling. I still go back to the play of the quarterback. Tua, I thought the throws were there. The Miami Dolphins' wide receivers are still open. They are open across the board. Now, Frisco, they put a little bit of pressure on, and the DBs were in the vicinity, but if you review that game, you look at some of those wide receivers, okay? You look at some of them and the plays that the Miami Dolphins had, and those guys were open. The ball was either too high or just too low, so... I, I got to put a lot of it on tour. I'm not one of those that you were describing earlier, like, oh, he sucks, or oh, he's Marino too. I'm just saying that he has to play a little bit better. This team is predicated offensively on the play of the quarterback and the wide receivers. We had an injury to Waddle as well. Yeah. Not saying that that made a difference, but us as Dolphin fans, we're sitting here, we turn on a game. Too bad for you if you went to the bathroom or you were getting that last snack for the game. You missed a fantastic play to open up the game. And I saw that first play and I'm sitting there saying, okay, we're rolling already. I mean, first game, first play of the game, 75 yards. He was on, excuse me, he was on point on that particular play. Unfortunately, he didn't stay on point the rest of the game.
2: Yeah. And, Despite, you know, the final score looked really lopsided 33-17. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was a much closer game than the final score indicates. I mean, the Dolphins more than halfway through the fourth quarter were on track to potentially take a one-point lead 24-23, you know, entering the late stages of the fourth about 6 minutes and change left. That that final meaningful Dolphins drive where they they had the two fourth downs right. um what was going through your mind when they went for it on that first fourth down? It was it was fourth down and about one, fourth and short, at their own 15-yard oh, line. Yeah, and, still
0: and Troy, yard line.
2: There, there was like eight minutes, almost nine minutes left in the game, down a score. I was really surprised they went for that. They got it, thank goodness.
0: I was so jacked at that point. I, I start screaming at the television, and I'm sitting there saying, yes, he is going for it right now. He is telling everyone, showing everyone – we're here to play football. we're not worried about it. we're going to get this thing. and I go back to a few weeks ago when coach explained when they're in certain situations, he already knows what he's going to call, and he already believes they're going to hit on that play. So in that situation, remember early in the year, they, they, they gambled one time it worked and then the next game they gambled. Then we started questioning them, and I said, No, nah, we can't play both sides of the fence. Like, this is who he is, this is what he is going to do. And I said, This is the ball game right here. Yeah, he has to get this. Otherwise, San Francisco is right there in scoring position, actually, field goal range at least. So I had no problem with the call once again. And I love that he's aggressive like that, he's not wishy washy. The team understands that he's going to go for it, so I have no problem with it. No problem.
2: I hated the call. I because, you know, <laughs> because you're, you're 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 only down one score. You're going up against Mister Irrelevant, like Brock Pur and Brock Purdy had a pretty good game. We'll talk he about. He had a it, pretty
0: good game.
2: He had a pretty good game, but it's like if you don't have confidence in your defense to get the ball back when you've got the final pick in the draft starting, well, not even starting, I mean, play, getting his first meaningful NFL action. If you can't trust your defense there and you are potentially give it up at your own 19-yard line, I, I hated the call. I'm glad that they got it. And obviously after they got that one, they had to go for it on the next fourth down, which, oh, that, that one broke my heart, Troy, because I thought Kasicki had it. And then they showed oh, yeah. the replay. Yeah. They showed and the it, replay in and- the ground. And he clearly didn't. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I was watching, and I'm so glad they got that first first down, Troy. But I'm watching that. I'm like, you realize what yard line you're on? You punt. You punt. You trust Morestead, You trust your defense. I, I thought it was a bad call.
0: And our head coach is, remind me, offensive-oriented or defensive-oriented?
2: He's offensive-oriented to a fault. Yes.
0: So he's going to believe in his offense. I look at it the opposite way. Not that he didn't believe in his defense, but he believes in his doggone offense. And he's mm-hmm. like, we could do whatever we want to do, we could get whatever we want to get. So again, I had and I'm an offensive guy. So I'm like, yeah. leave it up to us. Don't put our defense back out there because anything can happen, right? So I'm sitting there saying, put it on us. Allow us to make the play. Give us that opportunity. I love the call. I mean, it got me up off of the couch. I was like, oh, this is it right here. I love it. This is a ballsy call that he's making. And fortunately, they made it that time. They just didn't make it the second time.
2: You know, kudos to uh, – I'm not going to necessarily say he outcoached him. Uh, his team was better. But kudos to Kyle Shanahan. It, it's pretty gangster when you win two coaches' challenges on the same – Drive yes. the same opponent, yes. like he's he won because there's the one to Sherfield on third down that was ruled a catch. Shanahan threw the flag, it was not a catch. Then you had the one to Gesicki on fourth down on the same drive. So, she, this guy wins two challenges on the same defense. Yeah, it worked out pretty in pretty his favor,
0: it <laughs> definitely worked out in his favor. Uh, but again, when it comes to the call by McDaniels, I, I was like. I have no problem with it. Again, being an offensive guy, I'm sitting there saying, this is what we want. We want to make this. You want to put the game in our hands. And work one time, didn't work second time. So one of those things.
2: Yeah, and Indade Indeed writes in Tua's worst game of the season was against the number one defense, two tutties, two interceptions, one fumble, two hundred and ninety-five yards. Let that sink in. Well, and yeah, and listen, for for as poor as Tua was through stretches of that football game, when he throws that forty five yard touchdown to a wide open Tyreek Hill, yeah. that was that was game on. I mean, the Dolphins were down twenty three to ten. And then they get that quick. I think that was near the end of the third quarter or like right early in the fourth. It was sometime around there, I think late in the third. Dolphins score that touchdown. They're within six points. It, it's game on. And, and Tua had the opportunity to lead his team back. And listen, the, the throws that he made to uh, to the throw to Gesicki was an awesome throw. Just couldn't hold on to it out of bounds. Even the throw to Sherfield that was uh, that ended up being, you know, bobbled ball was a pretty good throw like like Tua actually you could argue was playing well enough despite how bad he was in the middle of the game at the end of the game he almost brought his team back
0: true he played good enough to have won the game helped win the game right but when you lose it magnifies the misses that you 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 missed on throughout the game so yeah could they have won that game absolutely they could have the way they started was absolutely fantastic. I just I'm more disappointed in the fact defensively they allowed a brand new rookie quarterback to operate as if he was a veteran quarterback, and
2: that's where I have more of a problem. You're 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 underwater again, by the way. I'm underwater again. Right? I don't know what you do doing. He's got the fluid in his lungs again. Uh, we're going we're to let Troy Stratford recalibrate here. Uh, Tony two times writes, defense was getting to Brock Purdy, couldn't stop him. There were times in the gun that the defense got to the quarterback as soon as the ball did, and Purdy still got an accurate pass off to receiver. I, I was impressed. I mean, obviously, he gets to step into a, a really good situation when, you know, you've got offensive playmakers like Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, who was really, really good yesterday. And you've got a defense like San Francisco has. Uh, so I, I think you, you got to reconnect uh, your audio. I see, I see you there again, but it says uh, it says I can't unmute uh, you. The mic isn't connected. So tr- tr- Troy's going to reconnect in a second. But, I mean, that, that was impressive. And we did come to find out, Troy, even though, you know, I mentioned uh, Tua, his ankle injury didn't turn out to be anything serious but jimmy g suffered a broken foot and Garoppolo's out for the rest of the year. I mean, you talk about a really good San Francisco team that I still think can make the playoffs. Uh, you know, they're 8 and 4 now and and I still think they can make the playoffs despite the fact that Trey Lance out for the season and now Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season. So, I mean, Brock, Brock Purdy if he ends up being the guy for the rest of the year there, he's in a pretty nice spot. Oh, you're still you're still muted. <laughs> this this has been quite an odyssey but I see I see Troy is rocking the Oh I I can kind of hear you now you got to turn the volume way up though. Hello hello hello. Yeah, I'm there. Are you there? Yeah, you're there but you're like super low audio, super low volume. <laughs> I think i'm like a little kid playing with a computer for the first time. Do do, do I need to get you like a new uh new microphone for Christmas?
0: <laughs> I never been I needed a microphone until today. Okay, the,
2: the, vo- the volume's going up now. It seems to be doing something there.
0: Doing something now?
2: Yeah, it's doing something. All
0: right. I don't know what to tell you. I got my volume
2: up. Okay, cool. All okay, right. I think I can hear you now. Uh, so so what, what did you think? And, and, and by the way, Troy, I can't help but think maybe the Dolphins drafted the wrong seventh-round quarterback. How come my guy Skyler, every time he comes in in the regular season, he looks like garbage, and this Brock Purdy, this we could have had Purdy. We could have had him in the seventh round. This guy comes in, he looks like Tom Brady 2.0. Dono, this
0: is the one thing that scouts, coaches really can't measure. It's, it's, it's very difficult to measure who's going to wilt in a certain situation, where is that situation going to be too big for a particular player? Or who's going to walk right through this thing like it's no big deal, like I've always been here? Uh, hopefully you can hear me. Yes, uh, I listen, can. Okay, like the Jets quarterback, right? Their starting quarterback. What, what's his name?
2: Oh, well, the original oh, one, one, Zach Wilson. Yeah, the one yeah, that just finished. Yeah. Yeah.
0: right? Like he was so celebrated coming out second or third pick in the draft, but yet on the football field, it doesn't translate to everything that was built around him, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there saying, you just never know. But the San Francisco 49ers, they felt something. They saw something in this young kid because they had committed to another quarterback that they had guaranteed money to, and they actually released him to keep Purdy. So they believe that they have something. Now I'm thinking Baker Mayfield. He asked for his release, thinking that you know San Francisco will come knocking on his door. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. I'm really not too sure. I just felt that Purdy played in this game and he sat there and he played. How about on Saturday? I'm watching the college game, right? This, mm-hmm. and I don't do this much. I don't. I don't get rah rah over college players right but i'm looking at the quarterback for tcu and i said that boy right there could play some football
2: that dude is tough man he he, he was getting killed
0: and there's no way he's gonna wilt when he goes to the next level yeah like you could just see his makeup well i could i saw I could too and i said oh that guy right there he's like He got, you know, balls of steel. Like, he could go out there and get the job done, and the situation is not too big for him. So, I mean, hats off to the San Francisco's quarterback. To go in there, having never really played in a real NFL game, and coming through, making the plays.
2: I thought this was a great question by Tony. What do you think of this, Troy? He says, does this come down to – Preparing for Jimmy Garoppolo and not having any real tape on Purdy, so he's able to be more successful because there's no plan for him. But the thing is, was he really? I don't feel like he was executing the game plan any differently than Jimmy G would have, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's one thing if you knock out a quarterback and then like you've got a Lamar Jackson type. Not to say anyone's that dynamic, right. but you know you have like a like a really dangerous runner that comes in. It's completely different. I don't feel like Purdy was doing anything that Jimmy G wouldn't have been trying to do
0: he was more like Jimmy G, right? Yeah. yeah. He was almost like a clone. You know, he was a pocket passer. He stayed there. To your point of making that comparison, you know, you lose Lamar Jackson, you better have a similar Lamar Jackson to come in. And, you know, fortunately for Baltimore, they had that. And, I mean, it's not Lamar Jackson, but similar in style of play. But when you don't have that similarity between those two quarterbacks, that's when you have problems. Did that affect the Miami Dolphins? I think maybe a little bit here and there, but as the game, because he went in so early, second series, right? Or third series. Second series. The Miami Dolphins should have made the adjustments to him. They just couldn't get the pressure on him. Real quick, do you know how many sacks the Miami Dolphins had? Uh, I want
2: to say three, but it didn't feel like that many because I, I was looking. Yeah. I was I was looking at the box score last night. Um, I, I can double check, but I remember being like, "Oh, that that's honestly more sacks than I felt like they had right. in the football game because but, you know, the, the, the,
1: the, also, the pressure the pressure
0: right. was too sporadic. It wasn't constant right. enough. And also, San Francisco, that you mentioned, the Debo and McCafferty. Guys that you don't have to throw the ball to down the field 15, 20 yards. You could get rid of that ball quickly to those two guys and let them do their thing, and that's what they did. We somehow had four sacks, actually. I'm looking at the buy. didn't feel like that many. It did not feel like four sacks. One turnover. Yeah. Well, he should have made more mistakes than that. I was sitting there saying, oh, we got this now. This young guy is not going to come out and play against our defense and be very successful. He's going to make a mistake here or there or at some point, okay? I'm sitting there saying, that's going to happen. And for the most part, it did not happen. So I got to give credit to their
2: quarterback. So the uh, the Dolphins have made a transaction today because Austin Jackson's going to miss some time. Uh, he is eligible to come off, but Austin Jackson is on injured reserve now which is you know it's frustrating like he, he's just frustrating like ever since the Dolphins have drafted him he's been frustrating because he's either not performing or he's injured and also not performing but I don't know I'm kind of excited about this Troy even though the guy might be completely washed for all I know anytime you can pick up a former number one overall draft pick on the street like off the street that gets me excited Eric Fisher is now a Miami Dolphin, a guy that uh, you know. I I wish we had drafted him instead of Deion Jordan in that same draft, although we couldn't have drafted him because he was the top pick. Former Kansas City chief left tackle Eric Fisher, who a couple years ago ruptured his Achilles uh, while still with Kansas City, won a Super Bowl there, made it to two Pro Bowls in Kansas City. He uh, played for Indianapolis last year, hasn't been in the league so far this season. Dolphins have picked him up as they put Austin Jackson on injured reserve. So here's the interesting thing about Eric Fisher. He's never played right tackle before. Uh, I would assume there's more of a chance he gets used as right tackle, unless hopefully Teron Armstead is back this week. But if he's not, maybe Fisher gets some work, whether he starts or or, or not at at left tackle. So I'm very intrigued because, again, anytime you can add a former number one overall pick, you have my attention.
0: I just worry about how ready will he be? Like, I don't anticipate him coming off the streets, not having played in real action. You you could practice all you want. You could go through drills all you want. But having not played in game speed for that period of time, I'm thinking we may not see him this week, but we may see him the second week against Buffalo. It's going to take a lot of work to get him going. Plus, Donald, he has to learn the offense, right? Yeah. I mean, you step into an NFL huddle for the first time in a while, and you're sitting there saying, oh, my goodness, this is like, this is not English. This is another language that they're speaking right here. You're like, okay, what does this mean? What does, What does that mean? I don't know how complicated – Verbally, that the Miami Dolphins offense is, but just coming off the street, you're asking a lot. Now, I will give credit to him that he was a former first-round draft pick, that he was an all-pro, right? Pro Mm -hmm. bowler. I give him that so he could play. And my guess is he has been working diligently trying to get himself back to the level where he
3: This is the story of The One.
0: was ready to go and obviously the Miami Dolphins had to work them out a little bit people had to put eyes on them they had to see them move around so hopefully it'll work out in by
2: the way I'm, I'm looking at uh, the prize pick selections for this week and l- l- let me remind folks out there let me see if I can get our prize picks banner out here um, so the prize picks code word here it is is five if you're not playing Prize Picks already, I don't know what you're waiting for. Because and, and Troy and I can can certainly attest to it. It's the most fun way to get through a football weekend, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you create an account in minutes, PrizePicks.com or the Prize Picks mobile app. When you make your deposit, use our code five. That's F I V E, and they're gonna double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. You deposit a hundred bucks, they give you a hundred extra dollars free. Whatever it is, fifty bucks, they'll match it at fifty dollars. And you simply – you select two, three, four, or five players and predict if they're going to go over or under their stat projection. And I don't mention this often enough. You can make selections across different sports. Like in the same day, you can have a football player, a basketball player, you know, multiple selections across different sports. So it looks like, Troy, they've got a special on Justin Herbert this week. This is just disrespect here, Troy. So this is like – this is one of those specials. Well – so if, uh, and by the way, this is a great opportunity, whether you're a Dolphin fan, a Charger fan, or a neutral, they have a special on prize picks this week. Justin Herbert over or under 0.5 oh. passing yards. Over. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go under. <laughs> Good luck to
0: you.
2: <laughs> well, they're going to have to knock him out of the game on the first play, which I would never want to see happen, of course, because
0: no. I do not root for injuries, but hey, yeah. He, he would have to trip in pregame up or something like that and not play. Yeah. Come up with zero. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with zero. You know, I look – not to cut you off. I look you – No, you're fine. Herbert Dolphins are going to have their hands full next week. Now, you could continue with uh, prize picks. I'm having a blast with it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, blast. so you definitely – no no matter what you're sele- – unless you just
2: hate Justin Herbert so much, and I know that there are a handful of Dolphin fans who, like, they see this guy as the enemy because, you know, he was drafted a spot after Tua uh, – he had more immediate success than to a lot of dolphin fans. Like this guy's terrible. There's probably some people watching this. who are like, I don't think he's going to throw for a single yard. I'm going to select the under <laughs> on uh, but it's basically free money. So whatever selection you make, make sure Justin Herbert at over under 0.5 passing yards is a part of that. Uh, let me see for Monday night. Looks like they've got a special on, uh, Oh no. Uh, he, they got uh, for Tom Brady. 260 and a half passing yards over or under that. I don't know, based on the way he's been this year, I I may go under 260. I think he'll have a couple touchdowns and probably win the game, but 260 and a half, I don't know. I think Brady's going to go under that.
0: I'm torn on it. See, it doesn't matter to me what number they put on it. I'm still going to be torn, right? Right. They could say 210, and I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to go over. But now I'm looking at the Saints defense, and I'm sitting there saying, "Ah, Monday night, Saints defense. Tom Brady want to show out a little bit. I'm gonna go over. Okay, I'm gonna go over, taking into account the defense. Yeah, Monday night.
2: Yep, yep, yep. I'm looking at uh, at Tua." for uh for this weekend. By the way, like the real number that wouldn't be the special for Justin Herbert, like their real yeah, number is two ninety, two ninety point five is the number for Justin Herbert passing yards. The number for Tua, very close to that, two eighty-five and a half over under two See, I'm smashing the over, Troy, because my logic is hmm. Tua just had what his point? he just had his worst game of the season and he threw for 295 yards. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think he's gonna play that badly two weeks in a row Tyreek Hill is a cheat code I I don't care who's covering him I I don't even care like if if Waddle plays or doesn't play obviously I hope he plays but Tyreek's gonna put up numbers regardless next week so I'm gonna go to a over 285 and a half I think that's free money I'm gonna go both of them
0: over 285 and then Herbert 290 I mean, Herbert throws that ball all over the field, and he racks up some big-time yardage. So I'm not sitting there saying that he wins every game, but right. he usually piles up the stats. So I think it's going to be over for both quarterbacks, Tua and Herbert. Now, uh,
2: if we were going interceptions, because Herbert is uh, – oh, they, they don't have the interception props for Sunday yet, but as well, long huh. as – I'm going to go over for – yeah, seriously, like Her- Herbert throws at least one pick every single game, right? So I don't know if the number's going to be 0. .5 or one point. It's probably going to be 0. .5. That's usually the way it is for interceptions. I'm, ta- I'm taking the over for Herbert. You
0: could bet that they're going to throw the ball 40 times, 45 yeah. times. And it's not that, you know, he's bad when he has these INTs. But the percentage goes up the more passes you're attempting, correct? So if you're throwing the ball 40, 45 times, 50 times, you should have at least one pick, possibly two picks
2: Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. game. Yeah, no doubt about it. So guys, make sure you sign up prizepicks.com or the Prizepicks mobile app. Use our code 5, F-I-V-E, when you make your first deposit. And they're going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. If you deposit 100 bucks, they're going to give you $100 free right there in your account. Um, no catch, just money to play with. And it's awesome. Prize picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, and we also, by the way, I, I want to show people uh, they, they, they've been with our, our network for a while and they're awesome folks. BetterEdge.com. So we can get into some sports betting action as well, Troy. BetterEdge.com is with us here on the extra yard. Let me uh, let me share my screen so you guys can see this. We have a special uh, referral link at Better Edge. It's BetterEdge.com/slash five reasons. The number five reasons. BetterEdge.com/slash five reasons. And when you log on to that page, it's going to offer you a free twenty dollars bonus that you can claim. Uh, here it is. Uh, claim claim your twenty dollars bonus. Let Let me see if they have. Uh, if they have the Dolphins game yet for this coming weekend, you take a look. They do have, uh, oh, for tonight, these are games we'd be interested in, right? Miami Heat at Memphis Grizzlies. You can get Heat plus 101 or plus two and a half on that one. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half against the New Orleans Saints. But here's a couple of things that make betteredge.com unique, why people need to try this out. First of all, it is completely legal in 45 states, including the state of Florida. And they're not taking any juice, all right, because it is a social platform. So what you're doing, Troy, is instead of betting the house, and the house always takes their cut, you know how that goes, instead of betting the house, you're betting against other people. Right. There are other people that are on the other side of the number. So it's like the bets you used to have with your buddies right before you got involved with all the sports books and stuff. So that's what makes Better Edge unique. And I know that when it comes to, you know, we don't have a fully regulated sports book yet here in Florida. They rolled that out for a while with the Hard Rock app and then they had to roll that back if we all remember that. So, you know, if you're using offshore books like I've done from time to time, it can be sometimes challenging. To put your money in to get your money out. It's not like that with better edge. You're not relying on like you know somebody in China to to process your payments. This is all you know legal and not and you're betting against other people. So I encourage people to check out betteredge.com/slash five reasons. I've used it it and I yeah, I've got some good friends who use it, and it's it's like a cheat code, right? It really is like a cheat code. So we're gonna be taking a look at that. Um, so Troy, uh, what do we need to see? And I know you hate to look ahead farther than one week. Uh, So, you know, let's just look one week ahead for right now. Because obviously these next two games are gigantic. But um, I have said it. I'm not going to overreact to anything that happened to the Dolphins yesterday, including Tua not playing very well through most of the game. I need to see how this team responds, right? After a five-game winning streak and some easy opponents in there, like, uh, you know, you got to win over Houston last week, which was like a free space on the bingo card. Um, I need to see how the Dolphins respond from a competitive but tough loss, another one on the road against a pretty good team with a pretty good quarterback. Uh, What do you expect we see this weekend?
0: That's the million-dollar question. How is this team going to come out? My guess is we go back to the beginning of the year when they had their three game losing streak. And then finally, you know, Tua came back and they just were like, you know, they were ready to go. I believe that they will be ready to play this week. And I said last week, I like the fact that the Miami dolphins as an organization, they're staying on the West coast. And so they will become closer. It's all about football and you just got I'm not going to say you got your butts kicked, but you just lost. And so I think they will be ready to play. I really do. And that's not just me being a Dolphin fan. I'm sitting here saying everything, the recipe is there. All right. You lost. You make some adjustments. Hopefully your quarterback is a little bit more on point this coming week. You got a prime time game. Okay. You could redeem everything that happened yesterday and I just think that the Miami Dolphins will be ready to play. I really do. And uh, prime
2: time the next couple weeks, Troy, because I don't, I don't know if you saw this because I think this came out shortly before we went live. The following week against Buffalo, they flexed that to Saturday night, December 17th. The NFL started to do those Saturdays now. So that game against Buffalo has been flexed to prime time Saturday night. So they got Sunday night football this week. They got Saturday night football the following week. So, you know, whether you succeed or fail, the whole world's going to be watching these next couple of days.
0: I think they get cheated out of a practice day there because you know, you're playing on Sunday night. late, And then you're playing on Saturday, which is a day earlier. And you still have to travel. You still got to go to Buffalo first. You got to travel back here to Miami. Then you got to go to Buffalo. So I think the Miami Dolphins are being cheated a day of practice
3: right there. Mm -hmm.
0: So hopefully there are no major injuries or, you know, one of those iffy injuries where the guy needs just one extra day and he'll be feeling much better. So. You got to keep your eye on that situation right there
2: yeah and the Dolphins are no longer first place in the AFC East. The bills have taken that they beat the Patriots uh, this week and the Dolphins obviously lost to San Francisco I mean there's definitely uh there's definitely worse games to lose than this one because you lost against yes. an NFC opponent. Uh, and the the uh, 49ers don't play against any of the other AFC East teams this year. So that's not going to be like a common opponent for any of the four teams. So this is like the best game to lose all year, honestly, because it's not a conference game and it's not a conference opponent. Uh, but, of course, you want to beat the Chargers this week because you don't want to potentially go into Buffalo two games back instead of just one game back. But that game's going to be massive for the division against Buffalo
0: in a couple of weeks yeah. And I just looked at my phone because I wanted to check, see what Buffalo has coming up this week, and They got a tough game. They're playing against the New York Jets. You, I don't care if you – They already sick, lost to them this year. Yep. They play against the Jets. It's at home. So, again, they're going to be home for two weeks. Miami Dolphins are going to lose a practice day. They're going to lose a day mm. of preparation. So, you know hopefully the Jets will knock them off right now. Or do we want Buffalo to keep winning and we knock them off?
2: Mm, no, nah, I'd rather them lose. Because <laughs> 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 the, the, the Jets are a little farther back. they all, Well, you know, I, I it's still, I, I think it's better for the team you're chasing to lose. Because, like, the Jets are trying to chase the Dolphins. I, yeah. I think it's better for the team the Dolphins are chasing to lose.
0: Because if the Jets win and the Dolphins yeah. slip, now they're tied again. Yeah. So. Mm.
2: Yeah. we can't think we're, about slipping we, we can't. this week <laughs> when, when you played w- what was your favorite time of day to play did you like to play at one and get it yeah. over with or did you yeah. prefer the prime time get it over
0: with yeah like, yeah you know, all day long you just they're trying to fill up your schedule you have meetings like you gotta go have another meeting then they gotta have a pre-game meal after breakfast and you're like Can we just go play some football? Like, (laughs) I'd rather play the 1 (laughs) o'clock game. But back then when I played, there was no Thursday night football, right? We really didn't go on Saturday, maybe late once it got to the playoffs. But that Monday night was humongous. I mean, Monday night was the game where you know everyone has their eyes on you. Now you got a Sunday night game. We didn't have Sunday night games back then. It was 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock. So it's spread out now because it's all about the dollar. But, yeah, I'd rather play at 1 o'clock, get it in, get it out. You wake up early anyway, get a little breakfast in your system, and let's go to work.
2: How important – and I'm talking to a former running back here. Everyone needs to keep that in mind. How important is the running game going to be this week against the Chargers? Because the running game uh, was just – it was non-existent. Dolphins really didn't try it much. Only eight combined carries – between Mostert and Wilson? Do they need to get that ground game going? Or Tua and Tyreek Hill, is that enough?
0: You mentioned it earlier in the show, like the time of possession, right? It was like two to one. And the Miami Dolphins can't find themselves in that situation again where they're on the football field defensively for that, excuse me, for that long because it's it's just not a recipe for success. You got to... Kind of balance this thing out. You know, sometimes the Miami Dolphins, they may score too early and you're putting that defense back out there. But if you're continuing to score over and over, now you wear down wear down the other team. So they got to get some running game going in this whole thing. And I'm sure they're going to put an emphasis on that because you just can't – how many carries all together? Eight. Oh, no, you can't do that. You need, you need to be you about can't. triple that. Absolutely. You need eight carries, you know, as the first quarter is ending. Simple as that. you got to run the football.
2: Yeah, it was uh, one carry for Jeff Wilson, seven carries for 30 yards for Raheem Mostert, just one carry for three yards for Wilson. Um, I'll tell you, You man, though. Another thing we
0: didn't see, Donald, we didn't see any carries by Tyreek or Waddle. I know Waddle was a little nicked up there, but the Miami Dolphins, they do it. An excellent job. Sometimes they throw the quick screen, and that's an extension of their running game. To be honest, with you. okay, we threw the ball, but it's behind the line of scrimmage. But that's we're going to treat that as a running play. But we didn't see any reverses going on in this game, and you don't get to incorporate that and call those plays unless you have some type of, some type of rhythm going throughout the game. And because the Miami Dolphins just didn't have the ball and then they found themselves down those call, those plays are not coming to your your mind where you're like okay we can hit them with this you have to have an have to be in a rhythm throughout the game keeping things kind of even keel when it comes to time of possession put together a long drive maybe eight plays nine plays now you'll see more of that running game that just wasn't the case yesterday do you know what's really frustrating to me um, the fact that like we can't seem
2: to or or for whatever reason we can't get Mike Gesicki more involved like we might we might as well have just traded this dude like well what is he still doing on the like we're just going to lose him for nothing at the end of the year you could have gotten something for him. he only he was only targeted once the entire game now that would have been one of the biggest catches of the game if he could have held on to that fourth down play he didn't I thought it was a good throw regardless. Uh, you know, it was, it was just a tough catch to make. Tough throw, tough catch. But it's like Gasicki's invisible now. We should have just traded this
0: guy. I don't know if they planned on not using him this much yeah. when they have all the other shiny toys out there to play with. But I wonder how frustrated it is the player personally. Like, He had a lot of success with the Miami Dolphins last couple of years, and he had become a focal point of this offense. Now, it wasn't quick strike, and I thought that he would have more opportunities. But to be honest with with you, the passing game down the field hasn't been shut down, so it's like we can't come down to you. Like He's open. We got to throw it there. We got to throw it there. So moving forward, he may be a piece where, you know, Mike McDaniel, Greer, they sit there and say, we really don't need you. We could get something for you because we could put a, a tight end in there that maybe is not as good as you, but we don't use them that much anyway. So if he could be a nice trade piece to bring something in. Well, I believe his contract is up this year. So Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. That's why I thought they he, should have traded out. It by the deadline. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's out. He's I, mean, going... they, 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 I mean, they. I mean, they can franchise him again, but why would they if they're yeah. not going to use him? So yeah, they're just going to lose he, him for nothing.
0: He, he's going to be playing for somebody else next year.
2: My ask, my guesstimation. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, I'm here with former Miami Dolphin Troy Stratford. By the way, we come to you guys uh, every Monday. We did have a Tuesday episode last week because my schedule was weird. Uh, we normally come to you every Monday around three o'clock here on Five Reasons Sports YouTube. You can also get the audio version. And anyone who's watching this probably already subscribes to the three yards per carry podcast feed because alfredo chris and simon they hold it down it's the best dolphins podcast out there they have been gracious enough this football season to share their podcast feed with us so all of the episodes we do the video gets posted to the audio channel at three yards per carry and i know a lot of you listen that way so hello to those listening hello to those watching uh, we even have a, a 49ers fan in, Troy, who's been pretty gracious. Our, our guy, uh, I love, I loved uh, your movie, Scarface. Tony Montana says, bang, bang, <laughs> Niner game. Y'all didn't know what hit y'all. Uh, then he says, good game, though, Finns. Uh, it was. And listen, I had a lot of respect for the 49ers going in. I knew it would be a tough game for the Dolphins to win. It was a lot closer than the final score said it was. But credit to the Niners, Troy. I Absolutely. knew how good their defense was. I was so impressed with Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy the next Tom Brady, Troy? Is he going to see two guys in front of him injured? Is he going
0: to ride that hot hand all the way to a Super Bowl? It'll be interesting to watch. I'll tell you that, especially if you're a 49ers fan, because you're sitting there saying, all right, we lost our two starting quarterbacks for the season, right? Mm-hmm. We lost the young guy early before the season started. Now Garoppolo goes down. They're on their Third quarterback, that's pretty impressive. You you could be on your third quarterback and still be in the hunt and still playing good football. So credit to them. They're doing something good out there. And, you know, the, the other thing is, again, Mike McDaniel, he comes from that. You know, he comes from that. So they don't panic. And I don't think the Miami Dolphins will panic either because it's being instilled in them, hey, stay the course, stay the course
2: and everything will be all right. I've described Mike McDaniel. He's like a computer because every everything that happens, good or bad, it's like data getting imported into a computer, and he's learning from it. Like he's like Skynet. He's becoming more self-aware because I just think, and again, I know I, I criticized his uh, his fourth down call, you know, at the on you know, nineteen yard line, but you know, it it worked. Like the bottom line is, it worked. He goes for a lot of unconventional fourth downs you wouldn't expect sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't like you said Troy at least he's consistent with it which I think is important for any coach out there and I I just think McDaniel uh you know I've seen him make some mistakes I haven't seen him make the same mistake twice I don't think Uh, I just uh you know to me it's like and he's an analytics guy everything that happens to him good or bad is a learning experience and I love watching him grow
0: as a head coach I like how he coaches I really do and to your point I believe yes He gets input from everything that goes on. Remember, still a rookie head coach. And so he's just kind of pocketing everything that takes place. And, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake a second time. I'm not going. definitely not going to make it a third time. So you just like the course that they're on with him. I mean, he relates to his players. Unlike a lot of coaches we see in the National Football League, he's a different breed. And you can bet that there are going to be other teams out there, organizations that are going to try and find a Mike McDaniel, right? Success. Like, we, we look at Belichick and how great he has been, but look at all the assistants. They, Not good. they don't have a good track record. Nope. Shanahan, he has a pretty decent track record from what I know. A couple coaches that have gone on, and that says something. That really says something.
2: So um, I could already predict uh, no matter what happens to the Dolphins this Sunday, our, our show on Monday, we're going to be talking about cold weather Tua, right? Because, you know, Tua didn't do so well in the elements last year against Tennessee. You know, he's uh, I'm sure the weather in Los Angeles will be fine this Sunday. But that weather in Buffalo in mid-December, December 17th is not going to be so great. So we I will worry talk- about
0: the wind. Yeah, the yeah. Wind is the key. You yeah. know, you know, it's going to be cold. Yeah, you, you just got to suck it up and go out there and play in the cold. But, but how, how does a Hawaiian prepare
2: for that? Like, how, how does a Hawaiian prepare for that kind of weather? It's just it's not, it's not, uh, it's not any part of his background to play in weather like that. Like, the guy's used to playing through a luau, not a blizzard.
0: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> he, he just has to have that mentality. That's listen, it's three hours. The, the key of playing in the cold and I've had teammates tell me this, I've told teammates this, as long as you keep your fingernail, fingertips warm and your toes warm, you really don't feel that cold. Yeah, they're, they're tucking their hands in, you know, they're blowing out all the smoke and all that because it's so cold, but you really don't feel it. It's, as long as you keep the toes and the fingers warm, you could play. You could play out there for hours, hours. I
2: love it. I will pass along the message. And I know just so we go back in the uh, in the time machine. After that, you know, tough game against Tennessee. Tua went up uh, with his uh, his uh, his brother uh in maryland who's the quarterback of maryland and he was trying to find some worse weather situations up there to kind of work out prepare for the elements so it's, it's something he's aware of right but we'll talk about it more next week i don't want to yeah. get too ahead of ourselves here yeah. huge shout I, out and thank say you don't
0: make it mental that's all yeah. don't don't, don't, yeah. don't get inside your own brain and just go out there and play football
2: none of that head trash you talk about head trash
0: it, it's a killer man <laughs> it is a killer
2: it's one of my favorite terms. Uh, so make sure you guys thank you so much for supporting the show. You can watch back the video anytime on Five Reasons Sports YouTube. Absolutely. You can listen back to the audio anytime on the Three Yards Per Carry feed. We are an affiliate of the awesome Three Yards Per Carry show. Make sure you check them out. Troy Stratford, uh, I, I love uh, the Christmas tree coming together. I've I've got mine, but it's in uh, it's in the other side of the house. Uh, so I, I love that. I hope uh, I hope you're having an awesome holiday season so far.
0: So far, so good. The tree is still a work in progress. You know, things are coming along.
2: Yeah, we had my son help put the ornaments up, but he was trying to put like ten ornaments, like all in one place. He doesn't. He hasn't. He hasn't learned the whole spread thing yet.
0: Donald, just make sure you film everything that your son is doing because you will look back on it and like love it. He will love it also. So, best of holidays to you and your family as well.
2: Thank you so much. We'll, we'll talk again next Monday on another episode of The Extra Yard, part of Three Yards Per Carry on the Five Reasons Sports Network. See ya.
3: You got it. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.